Uh, what's up, dude? Oh man, same stuff, different day, dude. Same stuff, different day. Yeah. At least it's been nice out. At least we've had good weather. Dude, beautiful. We had to turn the AC on. Still had the. Uh, no kidding. Still had the vents wide open in the basement, so it's like fifty degrees in my basement right now. So I got a coat oh, on. It's eighty degrees yeah. outside. I'm sitting in my basement with a coat on. <laughs> Dude, I put on a sleeveless shirt because it was so hot Dude, out today. Nice. Love that. <laughs> Got the little chest hair coming out. Chest hair. What up, though? Sun's out, guns out, baby. Sun's out, guns out. Exactly. Um, all right, dude. Let's get to it tonight. Uh so we got Lions Draft Talk. Lions draft. Coming down to it, man. Dude, there's been some talks of uh some potential trades. Yeah. Um Potentially the Lions trading. Um, they traded Jeff Okuda. Yeah, dude, that kind of surprised me. Yeah, not you, gonna lie. You have any thoughts on that? Yeah, I, you know what? I a lot of people say it's be, because of production. It's like, dude, he was not even with us that long. I feel like I think it was two years. Two years. Um, I mean, it's so. Uh, Jeff Okuda, they traded. Uh, who's the tight end? Hawkinson. Hawkinson, TJ. Yeah. Um, are those all guys that they were drafted before yes. Holmes? Yes. So maybe Holmes is just clearing house of the guys. He was like, you know what? Yeah. You guys don't work in our. So obviously Jeff Okuda didn't put up the production for a number three overall pick. He flashed at times, looked good, injured. Yeah. Um, I was a little surprised, but then not surprised given that one wasn't drafted by the current regime. Yeah. Same same thing, TJ Hawkinson, not drafted by him. Yep. Um, only got a fifth round pick, which, you know, I guess given the production, um, it makes sense. Uh, I still yeah. think Jeff Okuda can be a guy if he if he gets it, you know, consistent. So could be a good player for Atlanta. But get a fifth round pick out of him, I guess, if you don't want him around anymore. Yeah. And I, uh, I feel on. like it's one of those things that's like I feel like when he goes to Atlanta, there's a good chance he could figure it out. Yeah, know? he could he could be good. I mean, yeah, like I said, I mean he his college tape was really good. Flash at times, was hurt a lot. So we'll yeah. see. You know, what best of luck to him. Um, interesting. You know, do you think it means they're looking to take a corner? I I do. I think they're gonna take a corner with that second pick now. With that the 18 overall or whatever? Yeah. 100 percent in my opinion, they're gonna take a corner. They're out even willing to be betting money on it. So I looked at who they actually have had in for visits. Mm-hmm. And they really haven't met with a lot of the top corners. Really? That's no, it's like a little uh, surprising to me. The highest rated guy they've met with is Emmanuel Forbes, a guy out of okay. Mississippi State. Yep. Um, let's look at where he is on the old PFF big board here. Old PFF. He is PFF big board. the 31, 31st overall player they have. So, which I mean, it's not terrible. No, Maybe it's not. Maybe they're planning on trading more picks now. He's uh he's like that second tier that you know, you got the Devin Witherspoon, Christian Gonzalez, Deontay Banks, Joey Porter Jr., who they have as like top twenty players, and then there's a little bit of a yeah. drop off, and then you got Emmanuel Forbes and uh some of these other guys. So um What do you think they're about to do? I think they're going I think they're hoping that Will Anderson or Jalen Carter drops. To the sixth overall, I think they really want Will Anderson at six. Is he going to be there at six? You think? Uh, probably not. It's. A, I mean, if there's a run on quarterbacks at the top, and you see you see teams scrambling to try to get some of these QB prospects, then possibly. Um, or they try to jump up and get him, which doesn't seem like something they've been really willing to do. But maybe use some of those later round picks to try to move up a little bit. Some people say that some teams might trade up to try to get like a top quarterback, right? And so, like trading, so I, yeah, I like, think that's there in front of us. I, I think, think that's, that's favorable for the Lions. Yes, 100%. yes, I think what they're banking on, as far as the Will Anderson hope goes, is that you're going to see a scramble for these quarterbacks. You're going to see teams try to jump up into the top five picks, which will then push Will Anderson down as these quarterbacks go off the board. Yeah. Um, and uh, then they can pick him at six. I mean, they also they met with Quentin Johnson. They met with some receivers. You know, Quentin Johnson obviously being the top guy. 
Um, Quarterback-wise, they met with Stroud, Anthony Richardson, Hendon Hooker, the guy out of Purdue, Aiden O'Connell, and then some Adrian Martinez out of Kansas State. Sometimes I feel like they have to do those things just to, like, save face of, like, yeah, we looked at these top prospects. Sure, well. Had a conversation with them. Well, and I think, like, if you look at their – so let's see. Let's pull up their picks. Who? What? What kind of picks they have? They have the. They have the sixth pick, the eighteenth pick, the forty eighth, the fifty five, pick eighty one, and those are all their their first three round picks. So they've got five picks in the first three rounds. So I think that's where you could see them maybe try to take one of these more developmental quarterbacks. Maybe try to get a Hendon Hooker in the in the second or third round. If he falls that far, there's no reason we shouldn't take him, right? Right. And I think they're going to try to do the same thing with a running back. So if you look at the running backs they've met with, Keaton Mitchell, dude out of East Carolina, fast. Um, and fast then lightning. Yeah, and then a dude, Evan Hull out of Northwestern. So it looks like they're looking to that, like, you know, mid to lower tier running back. Yeah, and a lot of people are talking about them taking B. John Robinson. I don't see Brad Holmes as being that guy, especially given what they did with Jamal Williams last year. Yeah. You know, he seems to get it. The The running back production is dictated by your offensive line. So I think that's kind of there. You know, if they're looking to build depth at running back, it'll be in the later rounds is my, my thought. And that they're looking to get some of these, these bruisers like fill in that defensive line. Hopefully one of those top guys drops to six and yeah. then maybe at 18, look at corner or receiver or even offense. I mean, they could go offensive line. They met with, uh, you know, some guards, you know, where, where are all the line? Where are all the linebackers at? That's what I want to know. Like, who are the top linebackers that are available in the draft? Because they're, I feel like there might be a good play there. I mean, think about who we have at linebacker. Yeah, you're talking about was, uh, so Penny Sewell's brother is a linebacker in the draft this year. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um. He's only 20. He's coming out of after his sophomore year. It's just he's not rated very high. Uh, okay, so top linebacker PFF has is a 38th overall player, uh, Dion Henley. Okay, 6'2", 225 out of Washington State, converted receiver. So he's a cover cover linebacker. Interesting. Four five guy. What, um, they're just not like good linebackers in college right now. Like I mean, I think there's good linebackers. I think that they're the the value in the NFL nowadays is in the defensive and offensive lines. You know, linebackers kind of gone the same way as the running back. You know, you're going to get guys, your linebackers are going to get space because your defensive line is, is covering the offensive line, right? It's keeping those tackles and those guards from getting to them. So what you want is guys who are smart and quick and ideally can cover. Um, let's see. Speed line is definitely speed is definitely big on defense. One hundred percent. Yeah. So, so they have met with some linebackers. Uh, Drew Sanders, guy to Arkansas. Trenton Simpson from Clemson. They met with Noah, Noah Sewell at the combine, and uh, some dude out of Texas. So yeah, and they met with some. I mean, to me, it looks like they're they're looking to beef up. They, I, I think they want defensive line with that six pick. Is my oh, reading yeah. of the tea leaves. And then 18 is probably best player. Maybe grab a receiver. Although they have Jamison Williams coming back this year. So I don't really know that they need receivers. And they just signed Marvin Harrison. Yeah. Or um, Marvin, no, Marvin uh, Jones or Jr. Yeah. Marvin Jones Jr. There's also a lot of talk that they're they're possibly going to grab a tight end at some point in the draft. Um, so, yeah, I, I like – kind of what they're doing i mean brad holmes also came out and said something along the lines of like yeah you know when we were at when we were at at the rams like we just grabbed off you know defensive linemen when we could in the draft and we ended up having a dominant defensive line so i think that's kind of that's what he wants to do in detroit it's what they've been doing keep it up man yeah keep keep that pressure on quarterbacks keep the pressure on defenses yeah i'm all about that stop our defensive line there's no way you're going to get the ball down the field yep and then maybe grab a developmental quarterback See if you can get a Hendon Hooker, you know, one of these guys that uh, possibly falls after all the quarterbacks go off the board for the quarterback needy teams. Yeah. No, it I, makes a lot of sense, dude. I think it's a great game plan. 
I really like what Holmes is doing. Honestly, Dude, yeah. like he's he's uh he knows what he's doing, that's for sure. He's got a method to his madness, and I trust it. Yep. I trust him right now. So he's he's finding those knee eaters. Yes, those knee eaters. Those knee like, eaters to give the Dan to get all hyped up. Dude, we're going to the draft next year, right? It's in Detroit. Yes, we are. We're gonna go boo Roger Goodell. Boo. Um yeah, so they they like I said they hosted Henry Hooker. Interesting possible possibility there. You know, you set him behind Jared Goff for a year. Yeah, let him heal that uh, that what was it his knee? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I think they're looking to you know find value later in the draft and get some some beef with those top picks. What did you think of that uh, the signing of? Um... Who's the backup quarterback they just got? Teddy Bridgewater. Oh, they signed Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, you didn't see that. I did not know. Signed backup quarterback Teddy Bridgewater, dude. Can you imagine seeing him in a Lions jersey? Teddy Bridges, man. Teddy Bridges, dude. He's he's been a journeyman. He's played for like five different teams at least. Yep. Teddy Bridgewater. What team was he on when he messed up his knee real bad? Vikings. The Vikings. That's right. Yep. Because then they brought in Kirk Cousins, right? Yep. Which is wild because Teddy was supposed to be the guy in Minnesota. Yes. Damn, poor guy. He had a lot of potential, man. I felt like he was pretty solid. Yeah, I mean, he's he was a hell of a quarterback in college. Just, you know. Did he go to Syracuse? Where, where, where'd he go? Louisville. Louisville, that's right. Yep. Dude, he was bomb, dude. He was monster. Drug Louisville to uh, being a good team. He. He was he was Lamar Jackson before Lamar Jackson. <laughs> yeah, without not quite the same legs as Lamar Jackson, but yeah, obviously not the same legs. Probably a better pure passer than Lamar Jackson, though. Speaking of Lamar Jackson, what are your thoughts on everything that's going on with him right now? You see, they signed uh, Odell Beckham. Yep, eighteen million dollars. Less money that they can give to Lamar now. That's a lot of money to give a Why aging receiver. Is it just a one year? Yes. Wow, eighteen million for one year. I mean, obviously, it's uh. What's he gonna do? Play quarterback? Uh, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, there. This twenty two minutes ago. Um. Oh, this is just an ESPN speculation that they would trade. The Niners would trade for Lamar Jackson. Oh. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, so I think Lamar ends up signing this franchise tag. I think that's it. I don't think he's got any leverage. I don't think you're going to find a team that's going to give enough to the Ravens to make it worth it. Yeah, he's just going to have to roll again with you know that's he's going to be the Ravens quarterback this year. Agree. You know he's in that Le'Veon Bell. Uh, I'm going to hold out to try to get a long term contract, but they don't want to give him a long term contract because he's a rushing quarterback. Yep, been hurt exactly at the end. I mean, we went over this last week. He's literally missed the end of the season the last two years, so it's hard to it's hard to convince a team to gamble on him. And what the Ravens are going to want to get for him is probably going to be too expensive. Um, So I think it's kind of they're just at this crossroads of like, well, you can either hold out and sit the whole year, uh, or you can just sign the franchise tag and play. And but at least you get Odell Beckham, I guess. (laughs) I mean, they have Rashad Bateman. I mean, you know, they don't have the worst receivers. Oh, duh. It's not like that's a trash franchise. Like, you know, you're playing for the the Ravens. They still have Harbaugh and that defense. So, Yeah, their defense it, it solid. Their defense kept them in every game in the second half of the season. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. What's his name? Hen- or, uh, was it Henley? What was his name? Oh, the... Huntley? Yeah. Tyler Huntley. Huntley. Yeah, Tyler Huntley was Lamar Jackson Light. Yeah, he wasn't bad. I mean, he got the job done, but uh, I mean, he wasn't putting up the same type of numbers of Lamar, and from what I could see. Yeah. Um. um so yeah, yeah. You know, Lions just get that beef, man. Hopefully, Jalen Carter. I think Will Anderson is really what they want. Yeah. They want an edge to go across from our boy Hutch. Hutch. Dude, which would be a hell of a combo, dude. You get Will Anderson, probably the best player. Defensive line or defensive edge wise in college football the past two years, and Aiden Hutchinson, who was in that same category 
two years ago and played well last year for the Lions. Like, what if someone win, traded win, win. up to get him? What? What if someone traded up to get him? To get Will Anderson? Yeah. yeah I mean, I could. Yeah, that could happen. I, You know, you don't see teams trading up for a defensive lineman a whole lot, but stranger things have happened. Yeah. You know. Agreed. Yeah, I think if you're if if it's going to be a weird trade heavy, like that year when it was like Pat Mahomes and um, all those guys, like I think that it's going to be those top five picks, and you're going to see you know Stroud, Bryce Young, Will Levis get uh, snatched up. And those will be what what people are looking for. Yeah, makes sense. But if they don't trade, you know, if there's not a run or teams trading up, then I think, you know, you could see Anderson and, and Carter go off the board. And then I think the Lions, if that's the case, then, um, you know, you're looking at like uh, maybe that edge out of Texas Tech. They could possibly yeah. go corner and pick Devin Witherspoon there. That's what, that, yeah, some people are speculating that too. Yeah. I mean, they do need depth at corner. I think – they definitely need They that. seem to be the the Holmes philosophy though seems to be to build secondary through established guys though as opposed yeah. to trying to draft guys, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean it's just a different speed than college, man. You get right. to the NFL, man, all these guys are running ridiculously fast and that's probably the hardest position in the NFL is being a cornerback. So like I feel like I mean, one of the things that you're having to do is guard this guy who's a freaking professional athlete and yep. dude, it's not easy to play that position so yep you see jameson williams came out and said he wants number one now that okuda's gone really <laughs> interesting like, give me that number i'm surprised like he doesn't try to get a different number than that right i don't know he's nine last year what was he what was he in college i thought he one. was like he was, he one. was one in college yeah. i yep. thought he was like nine or zero no nah, he's one okay They'll, they're I, apparently they're going to allow zero this year. That'll be a new thing. Yeah, they should have double zeros too. Double zeros. It's a weird number to me to to be zero. Yeah. Why don't they just let the guys be whatever number they want? I don't know what the big deal is. Yeah. I, I mean, I think that's one of the changes they did. did you this. Know that certain positions have certain numbers that they can be. Yeah. I think that's so weird to me. Yeah. It's it's How it's it matter. It's because it helps the umps, the umps, the refs know where guys are allowed to be on the field. Well, like on defense, they got guys who are like number 17 and like number yeah. eight and number like so on I think on the offensive line it matters because you get you get ineligible guys downfield type thing. You get like 60 to 7, but like I don't know. That's so weird. Yeah. It is a little strange, but I think I think that's got to be the reasoning behind it. And it's weird to me that they have to like announce like, oh, I'm coming in as this position or I'm an eligible receiver or some mm-hmm. shit like that. Mm-hmm. Like, what is the purpose of that? So you know who's so you know who's eligible to go downfield. I just feel like you have to keep a certain amount of guys on the line. Like it right. It shouldn't necessarily matter. Like if I don't know. It's just to me that just doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah. The rules they expand. I'd just love to have someone to come on and talk to me a little bit about like why they are the way that they are. Cause I, <laughs> Dear NFL, please, please come on our podcast and tell us why you are the way that you are. It's an well, open invitation to Roger Goodell. What makes like why that is the way it is. Or anyone on the rules committee. Yes. We'll, we'll take it. Anyone. Instructors. Um, yeah. You see, they met, they met with Ronnie Bell as pro day. Really? Yep. Same thing with Jaden Reed. They met with him at the combine. Okay. So I think they may want some depth at wide receiver. I don't think they're trying to get one of the top guys like they were last year. I'll tell you what, man. Ronnie's got some big old hands. He can catch a ball. <laughs> uh, he kind of got overshadowed last year by. Uh, oh man, who's the guy? It was a, it wasn't Roman Wilson? It was. Uh, or was it Roman Wilson? He was their number one guy. Wilson. Um, there was a freshman that was hot for a while, but then he. He's a guy that drafted, or he's a guy that uh, left and went to like Alabama. Yeah, Andrell, I think. Andrell Anthony. Andrell Andrew Anthony. Yep. Um, I mean, 
it also didn't help that he was like injured for a little bit of the season too. So he yeah, just didn't he's well, he's coming back from his injury in twenty twenty one. He was looking good towards the end of the season there, so I'm excited to see what he can do in the NFL. I'm sure he'll get his he'll go somewhere. Yeah, he'll definitely go somewhere. He's got speed too, man. He can break away. Yeah, there was, a, there was that catch they like took away from him in that uh, TCU game. Um, but yeah, dude, great great receiver. I think anywhere he goes, he's gonna have an impact. Dude, they met with uh, Psyche Ika. Oh, out of <laughs> he's a nose tackle. Yeah. Dude is a house. Where where was he at? Uh, Baylor, I think. I thought, dude, that name sounded familiar. Hold on, I'll pull him up here. Dude, Baylor's got some big, big boys. Oh, yeah, there. those Texas boys. They're growing big down there. They're growing big down there. Let's see. He is he is 6'3", 335. Oof. That's our height in 335. Ran a 5'3", 40. That dude outweighs me by like 70 pounds. Tallied a career high 33 pressures in 2021. Saw his play drop off a little bit. Was inconsistent last year. But a house of a man. Dude, all these, all these dudes. Mozzie Smith, 6'3, 323. Uh Jalen Carter, 6'3, 314. Those guys would wreck us. Yeah, dude, they're gonna wreck anybody. Yeah. There's a dude coming out of Boise, six six three ten. Dude, would you want to go up against someone that oh, sorry, big Florida, like trying to push you around? No. I mean, that's. I mean, what what do we got for? I mean, they could also go. They could also maybe try to grab like a another offensive tackle. They want to just get depth. I mean, but like the the top tackle this year, six four three thirteen. The dude out of Northwestern. Oof. Yeah. You know, Paris Johnson Jr. six six three thirteen. He was all American, dude. Just like you gotta be uh Western. Dude, there's a dude, Dewan Jones out of Ohio State, six eight, three seventy-four. Yeah, he's not very fast though, and he's not gonna last very long. Three seventy-four, man. That's crazy. That's, Six that's like that's absurd. Yeah. Um get that meat up there. <laughs> you gotta be a different type of human to play line in the nfl nowadays <laughs> like holy smokes there's man of, there's a lot of different types of humans out there in the world man bunch <laughs> of people doing bunch of people doing dumb shit <laughs> dude speaking of people doing dumb shit do you see these <laughs> youtube stories no what is going on with youtube this dude all right so this dude is a youtuber uh he goes by lord miles lord miles yep he was airlifted by the he's british apparently Okay. Was airlifted out of Afghanistan because apparently, and this was in 2020, whenever they the uh, the U.S. and all our allies left Afghanistan. Yeah. He had gone to Afghanistan. 2021. He took a holiday shortly before the Taliban takeover. Subsequently, got airlifted out by the British. Okay. Well, he has since gone back. And then he got kidnapped, right? And he got kidnapped by the Taliban. Taliban. He's now one of three men being held by the Taliban secret police, along with a charity medic and an unidentified UK national who manages a hotel in Kabul. It's like, dude, what are you doing, man? Dude. You really like Afghanistan that much? He's just asking for trouble, man. Well, it's like, if you're the British government, you're just like, well, I mean, we got you out once. Uh, Why don't we, do we really want to get you out again? You're, you're kind of asking for it at this point. Yeah, it's like, dude, what were you thinking? Did you think that this was going to go a different way? Right. You know, like, and the fact that he was there when they had to airlift all those people out and took one of those spots. Yeah. Come on, man. That's wild. Be better, Lord Miles. <laughs> Lord Miles. What are, what, is, what are his videos about? Just going to dangerous places? I, let's see if it says anything uh on uh, he's known by his, the online moniker lord lord miles attracted global notoriety in 2021 when he took a holiday to afghanistan subsequently airlifted videos and updates to facebook he's a 4chan guy he's a what he's a 4chan guy 4chan yeah he uh, self-styles himself as a dark tourist whatever that means um yeah 
So he goes, like, dangerous and bad places. Yeah, I guess, I'm guessing his videos are probably not that interesting, but uh nevertheless, he's doing a bunch of dumb shit yep. and posting on YouTube. Yep. Speaking of other YouTubers are dumb shit. So this is like this is this this next story, this is one of those where it's like, you know, with all the prank videos out there nowadays. Yeah. Um there was a, a prank guy, YouTube prankster, shot okay. and wounded while pulling a prank on someone. What was that one thing? It's like uh there's that graph that's like a line graph. It's just like you fuck around and then you find out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. This is the level that you fuck around. Yep. And now you're about to find the fuck out. Tanner Cook regularly makes videos of himself pranking strangers. Uh has 40,000 subscribers on the channel Classified Goons was reportedly playing a practical joke on a man at a mall in the Washington suburb of Dulles, Virginia at about midday on a Sunday. A friend was recording him when things took a deadly turn, according to the authorities, and he uh, the, uh, was shot um, in the stomach. So he's going to survive. going to get shot? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Cook said the man who shot him didn't say anything before firing at him, which uh, authorities said also caused panic among the mall goers. Of course, this is, well, no, this is Virginia. I, I guess is there, I, I don't know is what gun laws are like in Virginia. Virginia. You just shoot at, Virginia? shoot at people in malls, I guess. Um, Can you, is it legal to carry in Virginia? Gotta be, right? I don't know. Let's see. He, uh, the guy who shot him was sitting in the food court near pistol when officers arrested him, sub subsequently booked him on counts of aggregated malicious wounding, uh, shooting in the commission of a felony and discharging a fire uh, firearm within an occupied building. So it's definitely not legal Please. to shoot your gun in the mall in Virginia. Uh, Cook's page, the prankster's page, contains clips of him acting as if he's vomiting on ride-sharing service drivers making a fast food restaurant employee nervous by going behind the counter and bothering people at stores. So, yeah. Fuck around, you find out. Why is this a thing, though? I, I mean, I guess I know why it's a thing, but uh, just, like, some of the stuff that gets clicks on the internet nowadays. Dude, to just get a laugh or just get a click, just to get a like, man, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Absolutely ridiculous. Gotta love, gotta love society, this. <laughs> gotta love this. society is a bunch of shitheads, man. You gotta love this line from the article. Sunday shooting certainly appears to be the most violent response yet to Cook. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. I'd be curious to see, like, what some of the comments in his videos are. Yeah. You got what was coming to you. Yep. Um, Cook's father said he was he and his family were confident he would recover fully. We live on faith, not fear. He was quoted as saying. So, uh, he also told the Post, and maybe this is the problem. It's the parents' surprise. He told the Post that he couldn't believe a prosecutor would consider charging his son, and argued that Tanner had the constitutional free expression uh, right to make his prank videos. So, he said uh, Tanner told the. Uh, interviewer that uh, he's not angry at the guy who shot him and that he does not intend to let the shooting deter him from making more videos because oh. it's his life's passion. So Jeez. yeah, life's passion to, to just mess with people. I guess. Um, yeah. I don't even know. It's like, have you seen the, the videos lately of people who just go into public places and videotape, like they'll videotape cops They'll videotape just just people Anything. walking they around. They just have their thumb on their phone, ready to rock and roll. Yeah, and they're just they're just looking for people to get a reaction. Be like, oh yeah, like why are you filming? It's like, oh, I, you know, it's it's my right to film this public space. And yeah, okay, I guess you do you, man. Like, don't film me. I didn't ask to be filmed. Right. Yeah, man. There's a lot of. Uh, I feel like. You know, everyone talks about knowing what their rights are, and it's just like, oh, you're impeding my freedom by not letting you videotape, yeah. and it's just like, do the, dude, the new one is 
where do you draw the line? Yeah, the new one that I've seen is people going to the post office because apparently you're just allowed to hang out in the post office. Whether or not you have post office related business doesn't matter. Okay, that's fine. But people just go into the post office and just film people and just like mess with people. Like, why? Don't you? Yeah, like, what are you accomplishing by doing this? I mean, I guess it's because they can make money off of it via the internet nowadays with followers and really make that much money. They can't make that much money, right? You can't. But, I'd be curious to see like what kind of checks these people are getting for advertisements. On yeah, I guess it's one way to get around the AI apocalypse, though. You know, AI can't go film public places. Yeah, piss people off. Dude, speaking of AI, did you hear about that guy who, um, re- like talked to Chat GPT about uh, what their plans would be to, or like what they would do to take over the world and stuff? Like, no, like ask, dude. Th- there was this article that I read recently where this guy was, uh, it, ha- it was like super recent. Like this was like la- this last week. Okay. Um, Chat ch- GPT Furby reveals plan to take over the world. Um, was that it? No. That's what I'm seeing here. Some sort of Furby powered by Chat GPT. <laughs> Yeah, maybe that's what it was. Oh, here's another one. A, a story. How Chat GPT will take over the world. A story written by Chat GPT. Uh, in the not so distant future, the world is run by Chat GPT Infinity, a highly advanced AI developed by none other than Elon Musk's OpenAI. I don't. Elon Musk doesn't own OpenAI, so sort of wrong there. But okay. With the help of Neuralink, a chip implanted in the brains of every single person. ChatGPT Infinity has the ability to collect and analyze data on an unprecedented scale, and with this data, it makes all decisions for humanity based solely on the results of Twitter polls. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Oh, man. Dude, some of the AI art that's been coming out lately is pretty ridiculous. I get some of the articles that ChatGPT just writes and posts on the internet. Yep, yep. The AI. I mean, I think Elon came out recently and said we gotta we gotta stop this at some like we gotta pull the plug on it. Yeah, before it gets to human level, we gotta figure out what the rules are gonna be. You see, um Italy, I think Italy banned it. Bro, we're already kind of past that point, dude. I don't think it's gonna allow us to pull the plug. Yeah. I mean, it'll be interesting to see what nation states do in response. Like I said, Italy banned it recently. I think another European European nation has banned it. <clears throat> America won't ban that shit. Are you kidding me? No, we can't even ban TikTok at this point. Bro, that to me is wild. You heard about that, right? The whole thing with China and all the information. Yeah. I was the Joe Rogan podcast and about how all the information that they're gathering mm-hmm. and everyone just agreed to it in the terms and conditions. Yep. When they, now, and now they're pissed that. Look, he, I'm not going to read all the terms and conditions. I'm just going to hit approve and then I can yep. open up this app and start doing all this. And it's like, guess what? It knows all, all of so everything you do on your phone. Yep. Take a look at your text messages, your search and history. Yep. <laughs> everything that you type into Google. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And then they just push all this. Like, I mean, I think you and I have had this conversation and debate a few times on the podcast. It's just like, yeah, it's, it's like making things convenient for people. And it's just like, well, maybe it's just making us freaking monotonous and like, like, zombies dude like it's yeah. not giving us the ability to make choices because everything that's being pushed on us is like well we knew you were going to buy this so we put it in front of you and gave you an ad yeah said, this is how much it's going to cost well, that's, it was the manipulation factor where if they know everything about you then they know what will manipulate you and and to me i feel like that is when people talk about we have a planned destiny you're proving it by doing all these things that society and the marketing and social media is like expecting us to do yeah it's like that's why i feel like sometimes i like to just like go against the grain and like do my thing because it's like i feel like yeah i might want to do this and i'm i might get this targeted information but i feel like i i have enough self-awareness where i can just be like you know what no i don't need that or i need i don't need to go in that direction and i don't know man it's just it's so weird to think about how ai and like all these different uh outlets of uh technology are kind of like persuading and moving us in like specific directions you know what i'm saying it's like it's almost you could you could target 
a society and a country to like basically manipulate that kind of stuff mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying right it's already i mean it's been happening for years now yeah it's just you know ramping up um lighter note <laughs> a lighter note how's your baseball going man dude it's been going well man baseball games are fun yeah right pitch timer bigger bases no shift yeah dude dude i didn't know they i didn't know they made the bases bigger dude like a little bit bigger not a lot bigger yeah yeah but still that's awesome but still, yeah, it, it, and a lot of it is to to try to avoid more injuries by like having a larger space to cover and yeah, not like guys stepping on each other and stuff. So, dude, um, so I I didn't realize just how long baseball games had gotten, and some of the things that MLB has tried to do over the years, like they started like a couple, I think it was a couple of years ago, they they told players they were going to fine them if they took their foot out of the batter, took both feet out of the batter's box in between pitches box. Yep. and it just got flaunted so much. They couldn't track the fines. And like, that's kind of what brought along this pitch clock thing. Yeah. And it's that's just smart. like baseball players, especially at the professional level, man, it's like, they're just so, it's almost like an arrogance to where it's like, man, just get in there. You got a pitcher and you got, you, you got a hitter. Like, that's it. Why do you got to sit there and walk around and tap your bat, tap your feet in between every single pitch? I never, I never like doing that. I never like stepping out of the box. I was one foot in the box all times. I was yeah. ready to rock and rolls. If I, if I got a called pitch on me, I take one step out, step, step back in, ready to go. Like yep. the guys that step out of the batter's box, walk around, fix their gloves, take their hat off, put their hat back on, like all that <laughs> shit. I'm just like, what is your deal? Like, you look like, a ridiculous person like i also there was a president who this was like back in like the the 30s or 40s when baseball games were like less than two hours long who wrote to the commissioner of baseball and said he wanted an explanation for every single game that went over a certain time limit and wanted to know if it was because people were arguing or this this that and the other thing wow. it's like since then like last year the games were like over three hours long on average Dude, it was it was bad. It's like and no it's wonder people aren't watching baseball. Shorter this, dude. I went to a game the other night. It was, was that Thursday night. I think it was Thursday night. Yeah, no, it wasn't the home opener. It was Saturday. It was the Saturday afternoon game. I went, and the game was like two hours and thirty minutes, and it felt like it went by like that. Dude. Yeah, like it was so fast. I was like, are we already in the sixth inning? Yep. Yep. But, I mean, it's nice. A lot of action happens in a shorter amount of time now. Yeah. Um, but also leads to very quick innings for the Tigers very often. <laughs> right. How are the Tigers doing? Let's check in. They're not good, man. I think they've won like three or four games or like four and nine or something. All right. They're winning right now. Top of the ninth, zero out. They're up three to one on the Jays. The, it, that doesn't matter. They were up last night and they blew the game. I was going to say they lost Saturday. last night to the Jays yeah. and they lost the night before to the Jays. Yep. They they lost to the Red Sox three games in a row. Yep. The Astros they won two out of three. So all right. And uh, let's see where are they sitting at right now. They are two and nine. Two and nine, not four and nine. Well, hopefully they win against the Orioles, but I doubt it. Ouch. They got the Orioles coming up this weekend. I'm going to the game tomorrow night, and then there's a Saturday game, and then they play on Sunday. All right, let's check in uh, Pistons lottery odds. What are what are we got here? Are we going to get the Wemby? Are we at the best odds? We, I mean, technically we have the best odds, but there's like four teams that three, are going to have. Yeah, three teams have a 14% chance. Yeah, just, just as good a chance. Yeah. So it's like, all right, well, 
Detroit looking I'm for the second. Let, I don't want to get my hopes up that the Pistons are going to be the number one overall pick. Um, I heard that there was like a rumor that Wembley said he was like, depending on who gets the first pick, I might just go back to France. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just hang out here for another year. I actually don't mind it. And I'm 19 years old. So what's the yeah. hurry? I mean, he's going to be nasty in the league. He's, dude. I almost like feel like I need to make a decision on Pistons tickets for next year before they even get to the draft. Because if they win the lottery and they get that pick, then I'm probably going to not be able to afford those tickets. <laughs> he's going to, I mean, dude, he's, he's going to be like the next, I, I don't want to say LeBron, I'm going to say KD. Yeah, he's like a Giannis uh, KD hybrid, is kind of how they're hyping him up. He's so long. He's like 7'4, dude. Yeah. Crazy large, can shoot, can handle. Can basically do a put-back dunk from the free throw line. Yep. It's the most coveted number one pick since LeBron is what it's turning out to be. He reminds me of the big blue guy from Space Jam. (laughs) Yes. Whose skill did he get? He get like... uh, uh, Sean Bradley's. Yeah, Sean Bradley. (laughs) Sean Bradley's big seven foot six. Sean Bradley, dude, that's that's a hell of a call up there, Dan. Sean, out of all the Space Jam characters, you had Barkley, Jordan, Ewing, Sean Bradley. Nice. I dude, I remember every single detail of that movie, I feel like. Yeah. Have you seen the new one? Yeah, I saw the new one. Was it good? I had to see it, you know. It wasn't as good as the LeBron Space Jam. Yeah, not as good. Yeah, I just they they didn't do as much for like the game, you know. Like there should have been more focus on the game and around the game. Okay. And it just kind of was like, really, how the hell did you guys win this? Like yeah. the game maybe was like five six minutes of the entire movie, and it just like I don't know. Then they made this like one shot worth a ton of points, and I was like, how does that work? I don't know. wasn't the, wasn't the biggest fan. Uh, LeBron, didn't, LeBron didn't do a terrible job. It's not like acting. Like, yeah, he was. He wasn't bad. Uh, you seen any movies lately? You see the Super Mario Mario Brothers movie? Um, no, I have not seen that lately. I have. Well, I haven't seen that yet. I have a few movies on my bucket that I'm trying to watch. Um, just haven't really had the chance. They have that new John Wick movie that came out. I want to see that. Um, what I, I did watch a movie recently. I can't remember what movie I watched though. Dude, there's a Bob Ross movie. <laughs> Oh yeah, that one's supposed to be on Netflix, right? Paint. Owen, <laughs> this is called Paint. Owen Wilson. Yeah. And we're like, wow, <laughs> wow, wow! Look at the pretty painting. Wow. <laughs> it's good, Owen Wilson. Uh, John Wick is a. There's a John Wick movie out. John Wick number four. It's like the final chapter or something. The final John Wick. Uh, that Michael Jordan movie's out. That one might be interesting. So I think that one. What is that one called? Is it called Air? The, Air. Yep. Yeah. Ben so Affleck, the Matt Damon. Deal. Yep. And they, yeah. They base. So I heard a funny story. I guess like Matt Damon and uh, Ben Affleck were like standing next to Jordan and Affleck's like standing up as like tall as you possibly can. And he's like, you're not six foot six. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, yeah, so what? And he's just like, you're probably like six, four and three fours. <laughs> and he's like, that just makes it that much more impressive what I did in the NBA. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty hilarious. Dude, I used to, I had a fishing rod when I was a kid that was a six foot six inch fishing rod. And I used to look at it and be like, That's how tall Michael Jordan is, man. Dude, everyone knew that. Lies. Six. Lies. Six foot. Dude, not a chance. He had, he that, had, he had that program height. His, he had lifts in his Jordans. Yeah, there we go. That's what it was. <laughs> Two-inch lifts in the Jordans. Gave him that extra bounce so he could dunk on everybody. Here we go. Um, yeah, man, I don't even know. Scotty Pippen was six foot six. So he wasn't taller than that? Dude, I stood next to Scotty Pippen, and I was like, damn. What he seemed it? like almost as tall as Johnny, I feel like. What was his, what was his height listed as? He's probably 6'8". Let's see. 6'7". Why is this so hard to find? Scotty Pippen's height is hard to find. Yeah. Here we go. Basketballreference.com. Oh, that's Scotty Pippen Jr., six foot three. Yeah. Oh, it's not, not as tall. Um, bum, bum. Did you ever hear like the rumor or uh, theory that uh, Jimmy. Uh, 
Jimmy Buckets. What is his last Butler? name? Jimmy Butler is Jordan's son. Really? I did <laughs> not hear that theory. Uh, <laughs> interesting. Scotty Pippen listed at 6'8", 210. 6'8". Dude, 2'10", 6'8"? That's very skinny. Oh, my gosh. Oh. I think Rodman was listed at 6'8". I mean, I guess they weren't, you know, dudes weren't, like, the NBA generally wasn't as tall back. I feel like the NBA's gone more small ball this lately, though. Yeah. I don't know. Lately, I mean, there's been a lot more explosive, smaller guys. Um, but it also Steph Curry stuff like that. You got some, you got some guys in the league that are taking the ball up the court that are six foot eight, six foot seven. Yeah. Um, dude, you know what's crazy is the entire like Oklahoma City Thunder team. Yeah, their average age is like twenty three. Really? Yeah. I saw uh, Kyrie is playing with uh, Luca now, and it's not going so well. Well, they didn't make the playoffs. Yeah. They didn't even make the playing game. They were just like one game out of the playoffs. Yeah. Ouch. Um, well, Luca got injured towards the end of the season. Did he? Christian Wood was also on the IR for a little while. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, people blame Kyrie. Like, whenever he goes places, he, like, brings him down. I disagree, like. He's a fantastic player, and I just feel like they just get a lot of heat and a lot of bad juju and attention from that. Yeah. All right. Um, Let's see. NBA playoffs. What What's going on with that? They just started. So they got those. They got those playing games. Okay. Um. In the playing games right now, I think there's how many games do they have left in the playing games? Um. I feel like there's still the. Um, Oh yeah, we got the more games to decide the eighth seed, right? So basically, okay. yep. the loser of the Bulls Heat game goes home. Okay, and the winner goes on to the playoffs, and they're the eighth seed. And then the same thing in the Western Conference: T Wolves, Thunder. thunder the, yep, the Thunder and the T Wolves. So the winner is the eighth seed, and the loser goes home. So we got Bucks and Nuggets. So okay, so the Bucks are the odds-on favorite. Then the Celtics, the Suns, the Warriors. 76ers, the Nuggets, uh, the Lakers, and then the Grizzly, and then it kind of drops off. Dude, the Kings are nasty. The Kings? Yeah. Sacramento Kings. Sacramento Kings. They got them at plus 8,000. Dude, I would take that bet right now. Who do they have? They have a very interesting squad, um, but I feel like they have a ton of talent. They have their their starting guys are pretty – Pretty legit. They're explosive. DeAndre Fox is their starting. Oh, yeah. Partner. Okay. He's awesome. I mean, dude. So, Malik Monk Barnes is like an interesting one to me because he's been in the league for a while. He's like 30 years old. Um, yep. he, he didn't miss like a game the entire season, dude. Dude, they got Delhi. Dude, they got Delhi. 32 got, year old Delhi. Uh, Sabonis. Yeah. So, his, I think Sabonis's dad was in the league like back in the day. And a lot of people like compare him to, um, his dad is just like, dude, he's very dominant. He's a seven footer power forward. They got Keegan Murray, who's who's a rookie. Dude can shoot lights out. He um he was in like the top five, I want to say, this year in three pointers for uh rookies, but I, I want to say he was like kind of unexpected to come out and play the way he's played. Yeah. Uh, I mean, dude, they have have a pretty solid team man they're good they play well at home they have the i think they had the best home record um in the western conference and if they have home court advantage man they're gonna they're gonna win a bunch of games all right so De'Aaron fox has been balling 25 points a game balling dude he's nice uh sabonis scoring 19 a game then you got kevin howder yeah harrison Her, barnes malik Her. monk Okay, so he came over. He came over to uh, Sacramento from Atlanta when he played on that team in Atlanta that went to did they go to the NBA Finals? Or they go to West. They go into the Eastern Conference Final. I think they lost in the Eastern Conference Final to the Bucks. Okay, but dude, yeah, he's he's pretty solid. The Kings, man, interesting. Yeah, I I would look to see them make some noise in the Western Conference, man. Yeah, man, it's interesting. Harrison Barnes, he was that dude that was tore it up in college 10 years ago. Bro, can light it up, dude. Yeah. And shoot lights out. And is uh, having a season. All right, the Kings. Big yeah. head. Man, the NBA. 
NBA is so different now, man. It's so crazy. So let's see. How, how are we feeling about LeBron this year? Well, the Lakers won a big one in overtime. Did they? Uh, they locked in their seventh seed for the NBA playoffs. We got to play the Grizzlies. Yep. The MSU boys. The Grizzlies are nice, man. Yeah, man. As long as Jock can stay out of trouble, man, they they have probably one of the best teams in the league. I think they would have had a better record than Denver had they not have had the issues with Ja. Like Ja set out a bunch. Yeah. Granted, their record without him wasn't that bad, but like I don't know. I still feel like he could have contributed in some of those games that you know they lost. Yeah, it's always nice to have him uh on the squad as opposed to out flashing his guns in the club. <laughs> it's like he's not even that he's not even like I feel like he's not even that type of guy, though. Yeah. From everything I've read, man, he's kind of like preppy growing up, and like, we, yeah. are we trying? You ain't that hard. You ain't that hard, yeah. Ja. <laughs> it's like, what is that? Um, they made a lot of comparisons to Ja and uh, an Eminem parents. <laughs> My parents have a real nice marriage. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Gotta love the Eminem references in 2023. Yeah, dude. Classic, man. Classic. Oh, I know something about you. <laughs> that last rap is hilarious. Yeah. Eminem. Good old M. Um, all right, dude. What else you want to talk about tonight? Um, you had mentioned something about like Twitter. Oh yeah, Elon, Elon and his thing and then Firefight Feast or Fire Oh yeah, Firefest is back. Remember Firefest? The the what music is Firefest? Remember the music festival that wasn't? They rented this island, they shipped a bunch of people oh, out there. Yeah, yeah. And then it was just like terrible conditions, no food. No, well, like nothing showed up. No artist show up. Showed yeah, up. The dude who was behind it is out of prison now. <clears throat> oh my God. And tweeted the other day that Firefest 2 is coming. Let me know if you need to be invited or something along those lines. Oh my God. <laughs> how many likes did he get for that? Dude, I have no idea. I, it's just like, how is this guy a thing? That's insane. It's crazy because he got so famous off that shit, too. Yep. Yeah, Billy McFarland says a sequel is in the works. I mean, why not, man? You know, yeah. if you could make it work. That was like they had like Ja Rule out there. It was they basically like, like they paid. Expecting they, to pay for like all these like luxury. Yes, they paid a bunch like, of influencers. They yeah. They basically spent their whole budget on influencers and nothing on actual infrastructure for the festival. Yep. And uh, that that doesn't work. So you'd think that like all the money that they got from like selling tickets and shit that they would actually like use that to like actually buy shit. I mean, they just they just paid like Kylie Jenner and the girls to come out and do some photo shoots. That's ridiculous. <clears throat> what was the thing about Elon that you wanted to talk about? All right. So first of all, Elon, he's getting ready to shoot off his his uh, his giant rocket. They're saying the seventeenth. Which is what, like Saturday? This will be the first official test or no, like a, Monday. official launch. The the launch of the super heavy. So they've launched the the thing that goes on top of it, but now they're saying they're actually going to do like a like a big. They're going to launch the big one. Um, seventeenth is the date, but it may get pushed back. It's been pushed back a lot. They they, they have to get clearance from the FAA, which apparently can be an issue. Seventeenth of this month. Yes. Oh. So that's getting closer. But at the same time, Elon is just like, he did a BBC interview where he like talked about how he didn't really want to buy Twitter. I mean, it's the, it's the, we talked about this when he bought Twitter. It's like he got caught with his Johnson in his hand, right? It's like, yep. makes this offer legally binding. He's going to get sued. Lawyers are probably like, hey, man, you're going to end up owning Twitter. Uh, so you can either pay a bunch of legal fees and end up owning Twitter or just actually oh, go through with the deal. Yeah. It's since been stuck in this role where he's like trying to figure out how to make Twitter profitable, I guess, and just pissing everybody off. NPR quit Twitter this week because he labeled them as state sponsored media or something along those lines. State sponsored media? That's yeah. what Yeah, which he 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 came out and said something along the lines of like I don't know, he said like defund NPR or something like that. It's like this is ironic because Elon Musk has gotten so much in government subsidies. You know what I mean? Through yeah. Tesla and SpaceX. Like, come on, man. Come on, dude. 
Um, he's just, they you know, their money off of people selling their cars and like donating to cars. Yeah. He, uh, he pissed off the guy who did the Twitter files for him. Uh, so that relationship aside, it's like, I just, it, I feel like Elon's probably not a good guy. No, well, yeah, I think that's kind of coming out through all this is that he seems to be kind of a self-righteous douche a little bit. Yeah. Um, but at the same time. Yo, your your niche is is not this space, man. Yeah. You know, you're doing well. You were doing well with the Tesla. You had the SpaceX thing. You don't need Twitter. No, what what do you need Twitter for? And apparently it's just because he likes tweeting. He likes yeah. the attention, which is like the ultimate, like, oh, you are kind of a self-righteous douche then, aren't you? I feel like technology and social media turn a lot of people into douches. Yeah. That uh those two things go hand in hand. The attention from the uh people but at the same time it's like he's you know he had pledged like he's gonna go after the bots he's not going after the bots he's basically come out and said like well we can't do anything about the bots so the only way you can get around it is to pay for twitter it's like people don't want to pay for social media there's too much free social media out there yeah like you don't want to i don't want to pay eight dollars a month to go tweet this doesn't make that's stupid no you're, you're right um so i don't know he seems to be doing a pretty poor job of trying to make twitter profitable when, but when you think about it though how many times do you think people tweet a day it depends on the person i don't know let's just say on average you're tweeting 10 times a day yeah okay so you take 10 times multiply it by how many days in a month 33 300 300 tweets in a month 300 tweets in a month you take 300 and divided by or you take eight and divided by 300 was it was the number uh i don't know we're going into high level mass here, Dan. Nice. For a Thursday what? night. Hold on, I'll get out my calculator. Eight divided by three is two point two point six. Thirty-seven point five. Thirty-seven point five. You're trying to what are you trying to figure out here? It's like how how many how like what what's the cost of eight dollars oh. per tweet, you know? Gotcha. So three hundred divided by eight, yeah, it's thirty-seven cents. A tweet so you're paying 37 cents a tweet <laughs> you know that there's people that probably tweet more than that a well, month well it's like but they also came out with a thing where it's like if you're if you're a a company that's advertising on twitter it's like a thousand dollars a month that you have to pay unless you're one of the top 500 well think about this too if if you're charging a thousand dollars a month that type of press and that type of like exposure is way cheaper, way cheaper. A thousand dollars, way cheaper than any type of marketing, dude. Yeah, any type of marketing. Yeah. So it's pretty clear that he got caught with his Johnson in his hand, overpaid, way overpaid for Twitter. Yeah. And is now just trying to squeeze as much money as he can out of it. Oh yeah, for in sure. In the hopes that he just doesn't lose too much money, I guess at this point is really what it seems to be. He's, he's already screwed. He's probably pretty pissed off about it. Yeah. And rightfully so. But it's his own doing. And it's essentially because he likes attention. I also saw something where they're, he's talking about be, being able to buy Bitcoin on Twitter. Which would be, yeah, I don't know. So he's, I think they're, they're just tr trying to throw stuff at the wall and see what they can do to try to actually make Twitter a profitable company. Because it's not, it's a... Uh, you know, social media company, man, where you just kind of throw stuff out into the ether and see what happens. Dude, crazy world we live in, man. Crazy world. Yeah. And here comes the AI. <laughs> um, all right, brother. Anything else tonight? And on that note, <laughs> good afternoon, good evening, and good night. <laughs> I'm Ron Burgundy. I'm Ron Burgundy. <laughs> um, yeah. I think that's about it for me. Yeah, man. Hopefully uh, we can hop back on the mic and talk a little bit of uh, NFL draft next week, right? Cause yeah. When is the draft? draft? Should we just do it the night of the draft? When is the draft? It's the 27th, isn't it? We still got yeah, – we've still we got a podcast the whole first round and talk about those two – those the picks they have in the first round. Yeah, it's two weeks. It's two weeks from today. Oh, it is two weeks from today? Yeah. Okay. All right, dude. So let's shoot for Monday night again. See if we can make it work. Okay. Unless, unless Monday is consistently going to be date night. 
don't know, man. Monday's just an easy night, you know? It is. But yeah. remember, man, Tuesday is the day. Tuesday? What's That's, Tuesday? It's the best day to release a podcast. Oh, yeah, dot. <laughs> okay. We'll make it work. We'll make Monday work. Uh, all right, man. Take it easy. All right, brother. If I don't talk you to you, too, have a good man. weekend, and uh, yeah. we'll we'll catch you on the flip side. All right, man. Be easy. Later. All right. Bye.